So, some people are suggesting that these new iPhones are selling better than their predecessors. Analysts, in fact. Are you an analyst, Will? That's what I thought. Number one analyst on planet Earth, as far as I'm concerned. Willie do, ladies and gentlemen, don't you forget it. There are some people out there, they track different aspects of an iPhone launch, of an iPhone release, and they attempt on behalf of Wall Street, investors and so forth, to, to project just how popular uh, the new generation of iPhone is. It's, it's, it is just a significant launch as far as products are co concerned throughout the year. Uh, so they, they track things like the pre-order lead time and then, and then whether or not a particular model or color is seeing extended or shifting shipping times. And from that information and then comparing that information to previous releases, they claim to be able to determine just what that demand is looking like. And therefore, investors get all fired up and they're like, let me buy the stock. Apple's doing things right. Customers care. Pro phones for everyone and so forth. But you already know this, Will. Because mm -hmm. you're a big time investor yourself. Yeah. And Making the dollars. Yeah, and a big Hedge time. Funds, yeah. Big time analyst, big time investor, Willie Buffett is what you like to go by some days. Some days you come in. I watch a thing on Warren Buffett. He drinks a lot of Coke, right? You talking about Coca Cola? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I he, heard he drinks a he lot of He eats fast like, food too. I saw. Uh, some kind of documentary on him. He's going through the drive-thru on his way to work. He's getting an Egg McMuffin or something. Oh, wow. He keeps it simple. Like, he's not a fancy dude. I guess not in that way, at least. He's in Omaha. You know, he's been doing it for years. Mm. Calling the shots. Uh, he's a big dog. You already know that. What is he? Uh, $400 billion, whatever he's worth. $2 trillion. Anyway. He's got a few bucks. $82 billion net worth, July 2019. Uh... Anyhow, so Willie, Willie Buffett, Warren Buffett, interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. This man on his spare time, you don't even want to know what's going on. But back to the news at hand here. Uh, according to these analysts, they're saying, look, particularly the 256 gigabyte iPhone 11 Pro in space gray and gold, those devices were showing strength. In other words, I suppose that means that they were seeing the ship times slipping more so than others. I thought the green one, I thought Apple was trying to market this green one because it was popping up on all the early unboxing videos. That means they were seeding that one out to reviewers. They want the attention on the green one. Plus, the green was the new color, the immediate indication via thumbnail that you're talking about some next device. There was no green one in the past. Uh, analyst Daniel Ives of Wedbush said, his analysis of pre-order data showed delivery times extended across a number of models. Many iPhones slated for delivery two to three weeks after the September 20 release date. Okay, cool. So this was even prior to the device launching. He already saw these numbers. Uh, he estimates that 60 to 70 million iPhones in China are ripe for upgrades. So he goes a step further, digs a little deeper, and even looks at iPhone purchase cycles in particular markets in order to in order to figure out where he sees potential sales coming in at a higher rate than they may have for the previous version. Look, it's a new phone. This is not surprising to me. I mean, maybe it... Look. 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 <laughs> yes. Look. No, here, here's the thing, okay? Let me break it down for you. You got the, the main releases. You got the S releases, right? 10S. 
max. It's the same. Most people, the average person, the S upgrade year speed, whatever, incremental improvement, it's not a big enough feature set for people to like get out of bed and be like, okay, I got to get that next one. But you 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 change the look of it now. For all intents and purposes, it's still very similar to the previous version. But you sort of change the look of it, so at least it's a key indicator. Somebody holds. I don't have one. I do have one. You have you know somebody holds this up to their head with the big uh, square box, and it's like, oh, that guy's got the latest one. I, it's always been such a key. You got to broadcast to the world. You're an early adopter. You you keep it fresh. You're uh, you're keeping up with the culture. It's like a, it's like people with the sneakers and the, everything else people happen to be into. Mm -hmm. You need to showcase you're on that different thing. And the S models didn't really do that. This one does. Also, I'm just going to say, just strictly from a practical standpoint, you put the wide angle on there, something that iOS users haven't had previously. You put the bigger battery on there. You know, you have some tangible things that customers can grab hold of. You got the matte finish on there, which obviously another key indicator for bystanders that you're on the, you're on the next thing. And all of a sudden, maybe you drum up some attention. Uh, maybe also, if you think about the keynote, the way they kind of went straight for the camera thing, mm -hmm. in instead of uh, spending much time elsewhere, for, for a lot of people, I think that kind of indicated that that the whole camera module was a new... A new kind of thing. This the software, the bracketing, the smart HDR, and so forth. Anyhow, point being is analysts are saying it's doing well. You could tell me in the comments what's your sentiment. Do you feel like this is going to be a big success for Apple? Are you sick of it? Are you moving on? Are you waiting for something else? Are you an S series kind of person? I'm not really sure, but for now, based on what I've seen, the evidence that's out there, this is just a fact. The reviews seem to be positive at this point, Will. You can't deny that. A lot of reviews out there. Now, uh, will you switch? Well, we're going to talk about that at a later date. Right. How dare you? Uh, You've been looking at that green one. What's that called when you, when you, when you jump in? When you, uh, jump the gun? Maybe you jump the gun. But that like wasn't what I was looking gun. for. I wasn't looking for jump the gun, but maybe you jump the gun. Uh, no, 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 no. It's called when you... Ah, no. Kill the lead? Something the lead. Bury the lead. What does that mean? I don't know. I'm just talking. What is, does well, this, the green ones looks really nice. Do, do, I, uh, do I talk for a living for hours at a time? Or do these noises mean anything to anyone? No. Rightfully so. They shouldn't mean much. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just. It's just. Anyhow. All right. Uh, sticking on the iPhone 11 Pro for a second. It's been it's been torn down now by the individuals who tear things down, which is a whole it's a whole scene. Will and uh, interestingly enough, I mean, I had some questions about this regarding the bilateral wireless charging, because the rumor early was that this thing was going to have the feature where it could charge the AirPods right from the phone. Big feature. Samsung people been doing it, showing it off. Huawei had it. Charge another phone. Charge some wireless earbuds and so forth, the rumor was, hey, Apple put the wireless charging. What about the reverse? Throw it in there. Now, of course, they had the issues with the air power, which is well documented. And right before the event took place, 
all the people, Ming Chi and everybody else was like, you know, Mark Gurman, they were like, nah, they're going to pull it at the last minute. It's not going to have the reverse wireless charging. And so you start to speculate. You start to think to yourself, oh, man, was some sort of engineering issue, heat issue, like what could possibly be the reason they did not meet Apple's standards? Did they want to wait to save some sort of uh, thing to talk about on the next incremental release? Say, okay, now we have the reverse wireless, wireless charging. We don't know. We got to speculate in this department. But if you go in and you tear it down, you might actually get some evidence of what Apple was or wasn't working on. Now, according to iFixit in this most recent teardown, they found a new board under the battery, which they believe was possibly for this bilateral wireless charging. So there appears to be some, potentially some, hardware evidence that the bilateral wireless charging could have happened, maybe happened, maybe was set to happen and didn't happen, or maybe they're just preparing for that next version, or maybe it's maybe it's in there, uh, ready to go, and it's a software shutdown where they're like, "Nah, just kill it in the software. We're not ready to do it yet." Mm. You don't really know what Apple's up to uh, with the strategy on that, but uh, nonetheless, I mean, it's a bit unfortunate that it's not in there, but. I mean, when I was happy to see the wireless charging move into the into the iPhone, but it, of course that happened at a slower pace than it did with competing products on the Android side. Apple always a little bit more uh, patient when it comes to implementing these types of technologies. Still so, lightning too. Still on lightning too. So here's a here. Those are the things, right? You you can you add the reverse wireless, you get the Type C going. Got yourself a pack. Got yourself a combo. Mm -hmm. Got yourself a burger with fries. Is what Jack wants. He likes the fries crispy. He wants the he wants the sesame seeds on the bun, and it's a cheeseburger. And it's not lightly a regular, toasted. Not a regular yeah. burger. Will he do? It's a bucket of chicken. That's just a quick recap from upstairs. If you need to know more information, go watch Unbox Therapy. It's all spelled out in there. As long as Jack leaves it in the edit. Holy moly, Mr. Uh, phone Call over here. Uh, next up for me, Amazon plans Alexa wireless earbuds. They want a piece of the action, Will. You understand the, uh, the AirPods took over the world. Everybody had to have them. Everybody bought them. They, they, they're showing up everywhere you can imagine. And Amazon... They're like, you know, they had the beef in the past, if you recall, where there was a moment in time where they put out their Fire TV stuff, mm -hmm. and they were like, oh, Apple TV, see you later, because they didn't want to sell other people's ecosystems. Now, you know, Amazon invested in the voice assistant category through Alexa, and there's a Siri play with the AirPods, and Google, they want you to buy into their assistant program. And there's a feeling that once you get committed to one of these assistant programs, the ecosystem, ecosystem lock in the whole nine, the whole thing will. Yeah. I don't got to tell you about it. No. I'm fixing it on all of them, all the go. ecosystems. There you go. A lot of ecosystems for oh, Will. Yeah. So once you once it's uh, Alexa enabled, all of a sudden the coffee makers Alexa enabled, the lights are Alexa enabled, and it's like, yeah, guess what? The earbuds, right? They want them to be Alexa enabled as well. So you're imagine you're on it, you're on the little earbuds, Will. You you're ordering up the paper towel real quick, Alexa. Because that's with, what you do. Right? Yeah, hit me with yeah. the, hit me with the absorbent paper towels, mm. and she knows what that means. Mm -hmm. So. Anyhow, uh, apparently they're going to be cheaper than the competing products from Samsung, Apple. 
they're going to be priced below 100 bucks. So you know Amazon's going to bring the heat in that department. And of course, since it's their site that everybody buys everything from, they can undercut the competition right in their home turf, right in their home territory. They could have a hit on their hands. Right. I'll tell you what, because the other ones, obviously more expensive. If uh, if the product is half decent, it's delivering on the sound, it's platform independent, of course, Bluetooth, use it on iOS or Android. If it's as convenient, if the package is convenient and similar in scale to what Apple is doing, that could be some some proper competition yeah. for Apple. How do they look and how do they function? It's very important. It's almost, I would almost suggest that the functionality, convenience, and scale mm -hmm. is more important than the sound. Right. I would argue that that's the case because I really think that the the AirPod is more of a convenience play than a premium audio play. Mm -hmm. It's just it's in the pocket. It's, it's a easy nice to carry. Package. It's easy. Easy is very important. Convenience is very important. Uh, Amazon has traditionally priced its hardware devices below competitors, positioning them as a more as more affordable products. Of course, they don't have to worry about the Amazon margin. They are Amazon. No, Amazon typically neighborhood of thirty percent they take. As far as a margin is concerned for like putting your products there, I mean, it depends on the category, but they're the retailer. So they make money when you buy anything from them, Galaxy Buds or otherwise. In this case, they can bite into their own margin a little bit because they're the ones retailing it. So you can get that price down, just like some, their products in other categories like tablets and uh, fire products and so forth. So anyhow, get ready. Coming soon, Amazon's very own AirPod competitors. Uh, some news about the Apple Watch Series 5. It's, it's a lot of Apple stuff right now, but, but of course it has to be because this is Apple's moment right now. Like, they're the ones launching stuff. iPhone season is upon us. It will switch back shortly to all the various other product launches that take place, but right now it's very Apple-centric. It kind of, that's just the way it goes this time of year. Uh, they got a luxury one. They put out a, another version of the, Er Hermes, Hermes. Go ahead, take a shot at that. Will that's H E R M E S for the English speakers in the room. Give it a shot, Will. I heard it was Hermes. Hermes. You sound so it's it's like it's like royalty when you say that. <laughs> like like you deserve a crown or something. One more time for us. Hermes. There you go. I mean, geez, I want to buy something. It's I want to buy a premium thing <laughs> just because of the way you said that. I want to spend some money on a premium thing, thing with a French name. Okay, so anyhow, they've got their their Series 5 with a price tag. Now, I remember in the old days, Apple Watch Edition. I did unboxing videos of ridiculously priced Apple Watches way above the sticker price because of the branding or some fancy uh, gold plating or fancy band or whatever it happens to be. They still are keeping a premium option in this edition format. It comes with a special band. There's all kinds of little inscriptions. The unboxing experience, very beautiful, very luxurious. Wooden boxes above the grade of the typical Apple Watch. Leather surfaces. They've even got a new color called Space Black material on there. Uh, apparently, if you get the 44 millimeter watch size, you get a single Tour 1 watch strap. You get a double tour strap if you go for the smaller 40 millimeter size. Also, the charging puck goes to a metallic feel away from the plastic. So, I mean, it's just you get a sports band included as well, but your sticker price goes way up. Oh, I should also mention you get special watch faces because you're a luxury person. I mean, you got to showcase, Will. You got to let people know what brand they're wearing. And in this case, 
What's the brand name on there that people need to know? Can you remind me? Hermes. <laughs> this, this band doesn't look like uh, something luxurious. You, no, see, that's the extra sport one that you're looking at, oh, which is okay. essentially the regular sport one with right. a special clasp. The real fancy one is right there, and you're looking at genuine leather in that case. I, I mean, see. that's what you would expect in, in this department, along with the custom watch face, but you pay a pretty penny for it. There's a $550 premium over the, stan the standard stainless steel model of uh, Apple Watch. So the sticker price on this guy here is around $1,300. That's, that's a no-joke price tag, Willie Do. Mm. Just to say, though, just to speak with that accent and say that word right there. And you also, you see how it says Paris underneath, though. Right. So you got the brand name and then Paris underneath. But there's a couple of different styles. There's actually, I believe, three special watch faces that come as an option for this particular model. So I don't know what kind of value you put on each watch face, but that's a couple hundred, bu hundred, couple hundred bucks a watch face right there yeah. for a di each digital typeface watch face. So I expect you to have one of these very shortly, Will, so we can all look at it, all right? Mm -hmm. You're the type of guy, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, next up, we talked a little bit about this. We got, a, got sort of got an update. The Tesla, special Tesla Model S that's been doing runs around the Nürburgring in Germany trying to beat that record time that Porsche recently clocked with their Taycan all-electric Turbo S. Uh, you know, Elon got fired up. I talked about it. He sent the car over. It was a heavily modified version of the car, not a production version of the car. So people had issues with the testing in the first place, but I still think it's impressive uh, a couple of a couple of hand timed laps put this thing around twenty seconds faster than the Taycan's numbers. Taycan's, I apologize for that. Uh, yeah, it's not a production vehicle, but it's a crazy figure nonetheless. Uh, to be clear, I heard that this model was completely stripped down, so the interior to get the weight down, they just mm. you pull everything out. It's also got some triple motor setup that doesn't exist yet but may at a later date. The wheel and tire package looks completely custom in this department. Uh, but an impressive feat, apparently it could do, it was replicating these types of numbers. Mm -hmm. And now we really got to start to say, okay, we, we, we are in the midst of the very first battle, battleground, war zone of electric vehicle Nürburgring battles. Mm. It's the very beginning mm -hmm. of the, the, the sort of future of high-performance car wars. These are, of course, sedans. Eventually, we're going to see this probably take place with more sporty models right. like the Roadster and so forth. But for the time being, it's like there's a real thing happening now. And up until now, it's just been Tesla exclusively. And now we have this going on where there's a whole new high-performance tinge to the EV landscape and the EV world. Now, it's important to note the reason this is back in the news. Well, actually, there's a couple reason reasons. First thing, it was difficult for Tesla to do this because there was no way to charge the car out there at the ring. So prior to this taking place, they were bringing generators in and things like that. And then eventually, Elon's like, nah, I ain't going to cut it. And so they install a supercharger at the Nürburgring, which is now there apparently permanently. So that's number one interesting Subject. The other one you just showed, which is the fact that during some of the testing, one of the special Model S's broke down 
and perfectly on cue, a Taycan, which is also on the track, just happens to be on the track at the same time, happens to be recorded at the same time, casually strolls past <laughs> the broken down Model S. I mean, that's just too perfect right there. It's all heating up in the electric car space, and it's all good, Willie Do. There's no need to get all all uh, fired up and intense. It's a beautiful thing right here. Mm -hmm. This is engineering at Got the some, fringe. Uh, BMWs here at its finest. Yeah, some camouflage BMWs. Those are probably gasoline vehicles. Right. Uh, for all intents and purposes, it's far more likely that that those that that's the case. But it's got like a D brand skin on it. Point point is, I hear you. I hear you guys. Uh, saying, look, it's not. This is not a real record. That's not a production vehicle. But what I'm saying is, this is a beautiful thing that it's all going down. It's real. It was able to repeat the tracks. Apparently now, uh, uh, repeat the records multiple times on the track. Apparently now, those Model S's are going to leave, leave the track completely. So no more runs coming up shortly. Uh, but it's probably only a matter of time before we see this option for the triple motor, ultra ludicrous plaid Tesla make its way into production, that's going to be nuts. I might have to order one of those, Willie Do. You never know. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked a little in the past about that crazy Apple Mac Pro. I don't know if you remember. It was like million-dollar Mac Pro, the latest one, the cheese grater. Mm -hmm. uh, the announcement took place. Everybody uh, in the video editing realm got all fired up, as you would. I had the old version once upon a time. It's like $10,000, the trash can one. Uh, Apple put out a more traditional form factor with this this new cheese grater model. One of the last products Johnny Ive showed up for prior to leaving the company. And they had the display, with the super high-end display with the $1,000 stand, which is one of the most watched Lou Later clips, by the way. In case you haven't seen that clip, we talked about that stand. I mean, it's just a funny thing to have a $1,000 stand. Regardless, the whole package is very expensive. Well, when the news broke of that device, the new Mac Pro... The word was that Apple was going to move away from manufacturing it in Texas, or at least assembling it in Texas, which is what they had done with the previous version of the Mac Pro, which was interesting. Part of the whole manufacture in America trend movement, they had uh, done some portion of the assembly in Texas, in Austin specifically, with the trash can. With the new one, they're like, I guess the rumor was, or the early reports were, hey, this thing is uh, is going to be assembled in China now. It's got to be in China. Sorry, we can't do it. We apologize. We understand. Made in America. Make America great. The whole the whole message. But we're going we're going to have to do it in China. Well, that just changed recently. We have a press release here. I believe this press release is uh, really recent. When was it? I don't know. Within the last week, maybe. That this Mac Pro, the new one, is actually going to be. Uh, a big component in U.S. economic growth. And today, Apple confirms the redesigned Mac Pro will be manufactured in Austin, Texas. Same place the last one was. And uh, they haven't... Production will start soon at the same facility where the Mac Pro, the previous version, was made since 2013. Uh, various components as well are going to be designed, developed, and manufactured in by more than a dozen American companies all over the place. Arizona, Maine, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Texas, and Vermont. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, so a lot of American involvement in this next generation Mac Pro, which is an interesting development. Obviously, the vast majority of our uh, technological devices come from pr pretty much one region of the world, this this is obviously still going to have 
tons of components of Chinese and Asian origin, but just the idea of, I mean, they say 450,000 U.S. jobs will be supported here, at least supported in some fashion in the manufacturing of Apple's most powerful computer ever across 36 states. And Apple is on track to fulfill its commitment to invest $350 billion in the U.S. economy by 2023. Big, big numbers here. And on top of that, you have, uh, you have Tim Cook thanking the administration for their support in enabling this opportunity. The administration implies the government will. Mm. So you, you have Timmy Cook shaking hands with Donnie Trump on this one. They had a meal. What did they eat? Oh, they had a meal together, and they're like, Texas, we can do it, but you got to cut me a break here. You got to cut me some slack. This is Timmy talking to Donnie. And then Trump says back, you know what? You got to buy me a nice meal. He says, you got to take me out for a nice meal, and we'll get it all sorted out. Now, of course, that didn't happen. You can I mean, that's I'm just having fun right now. Maybe they had a phone call. I don't know. Maybe they didn't even have to. Maybe they just agree they're on the same page and it just so happened. Yeah. But if they did have a meal, Will, what should Tim Cook and Donald Trump bond over? Which type of meal? Realistically? Yes, realistically. What they would actually sit down to, if he goes to Washington or Trump comes to San Francisco, what, should, what kind of meal should they have? That would be suitable for both. Hmm. That's well, a tough one. In the White House, it would be Big Macs. <laughs> no, McDonald's. I'm telling you, Tim Cook is and not going to eat a Big Mac. Well, it's they're, know, they're not going to bond over that. You need the, something in the middle that's going to be dude, suitable for both. It's, what What is more American than McDonald's? I'm saying Trump you was going to go for it, but Tim is going to want sushi eh. or halibut or something. <laughs> well, give him a fish fillet. Oh, oh, fish fillet. Okay, <laughs> so they meet at McDonald's. They just order something different. Sure. I don't know. Okay, maybe that'll work out. I don't think that's going to work out, Will. They're going to have to bond over something in the middle between the two of them, okay? <laughs> maybe, uh, for example, a shrimp skewer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you with that one. You see, you didn't expect that. Okay, last one for me. I happened upon a video, believe it or not. Okay. Believe it or not. I was on YouTube, believe it or not. Oh. Just a guy on YouTube in the world. Mm. I was just a guy in the world browsing mm. YouTube, much like you do, Willie Do, because you are definitely a guy on planet Earth. I'll tell you what. Yeah. So this clip here is a total what a time to be alive moment. GTA 5, 8K, max settings, PC, real life graphics. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't expect me to go there. No. So this was, I guess, showed up on my home feed, and I was like, whoa. The thumbnail, first of all, before you click on it, it looks like a real life Benz <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a bridge. And I was really like, nice. I was like, whoa, man. This is now obviously no one plays the game like this. This is, but the guy's specs are not that crazy. He's got a GeForce RTX 2080. I guess uh, that's, I guess that's a really expensive. It's the latest. I understand it's a really expensive card, but you can go out and buy it. It's a regular person could buy it, and an i9 9900K. Okay, fine. So he has really nice specs, but these are off the shelf uh, types of items here, and you can go ahead and try and play it back now. I don't know if you're gonna be able to play it in crazy res. I was playing it pretty smoothly in 1440p on this laptop, 60. So I wouldn't go all the way to 4K. I think it's not going to load fast enough. Go to 14. Is there a go to 4K option. I guess not, eh? What's that? Is there an 8K option? No, he's playing it in 8K. I, yeah, right. But it's rendered down for you to watch in 2160p. Okay. Well, we can 60 give it a frames. Try. Okay, give it a, give it a try at at 4K. My computer blows up. So this guy is uh, he's driving around, just driving around the city. And I'm like, 
Like, I'm pretty amazed by what I'm seeing here. The detail is unbelievable. I get it. Granted, he's got a nice spec going on. But this is this is some kind of an achievement. It has to be, right? Do we agree? Like, I will say the part that stands out as being uh, unbelievable is the movement of the car itself. Not the graphics, but just the way that the person is driving is so unreal. As, but if this person <laughs> decided to drive normally, like a real citizen, then it would do a better job of fooling you. But nonetheless, the detail, the reflections specifically, the sharp lines, and this, and the the sixty frame, uh, the sixty frames per second, it's a it's a really cool experience going on here. So, as you can tell, simulation, full out simulation, eventually. Well, here we are in 2019. You see what they're able to do over here. And it's obvious the place we're going. Mm -hmm. like for a lot of people, this life over here, why are you going to... In this life, the dude's got a Benz. Yeah. Uh, he's got a 911. He's got the shadows, the rendering. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. What are you going to go to class? You're going to go to the day job? Or are you going to drive around Los Angeles in your Benz? You tell me, Willie. Dude. Well, yeah. I mean, if you put on, you know, VR goggles, yes. you're really into it. Yes. Like you're, you're literally living the You know, life. the only thing he can't do, though, he can't go and get a chicken sandwich. No. no. Well, so. you, there's, there's restaurants in there. No, he can't and, go uh, and have himself a chicken no, sandwich. No, he can't taste this chicken Once sandwich. he can do that, then it's a wrap. Yeah. He got the 911, he got the Benz, <laughs> and he got the chicken sandwich. And just like that, it's a wrap, Kirk. I got to get out of here.